Hi again, it's Monica Pitts. Welcome to Construction Marketing with Purpose. Now, I'm going to mom you for just a second. Don't leave me, please, (laughs) because what I'm going to tell you, you already know. You know that you need to take photos of your projects. So I'll say it again. You need to take photos of your projects. I mean, odds are good that you're walking around with a camera in your pocket at all times, right? Your phone. So what is stopping you from snapping those digital nuggets of gold? I hear all kinds of excuses. I mean, most people quite honestly just forget, but others are really intimidated about taking pictures and not getting good results. And so that's why today I'm going to lay all those excuses to rest by taking you on my construction foam photography crash course. Let's get to business. If you're a natural born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The May Create team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of May Create, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck. I want to start this crash course by first telling you to ditch the fancy photo gear. Actually, I mean, if you have fancy photo gear and you you know how to use it, then I am not suggesting that you throw it away. But you're not who I'm actually trying to convince to do the bare minimum of photographing their work. So many phones take really good pictures, especially if the photo is destined for online or for small printed materials. For online photos, the usual phone settings are actually just fine. And if you follow the tips and the rest of this, podcast, then you'll be golden. For photos you plan to include on both print and web, you could turn on your HDR setting if you're using an iPhone. And for other phones types, the settings will vary. So you could ask Google or your kids to help you. I mean, I'm always doing this kind of thing for my (laughs) mother-in-law. I really do have people asking me all the time, what type of camera do I need to get to shoot my video? What type of camera do I need to get to get these good pictures? And A lot of the times, most of the time even, your phone is just fine. Or your webcam is just fine if you're doing the video and and it's destined for online. But I'm talking about videos and what I'm supposed to be talking about is photos. So let's go back to taking photos. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to take your photos from far away. More picture is better than less picture. Don't try to perfectly crop your photo in while you're taking it, especially if you plan to use it in your marketing, because you never know if you'll need more space around the subject to fill in a rectangle, and you can always crop stuff in later. Even on your phone, you can do this. So take a couple steps back and get some more scenery around the outside of your photo than you think that you'll need. So the third thing I want you to do, I want you to watch the shadows. Now, overcast days can really be your friend because bright light creates shadows, right? So if photos are taken on overcast days, it may seem too gray, but you can always bump up that color later by editing the photo in your phone if you need to green up the landscaping. If you can't wait for an overcast day to shoot pictures, then just really take stock of your surroundings. Note the direction the building is facing and where the shadows from the trees are longest because they can darken your work area. So every 
morning, so early morning and dusk are often great photo times because the light isn't nearly as harsh. Like there's like this magical time at dusk where everyone is glowing and beautiful. It's awesome. So if you're not sure of the right time to take your photos, then try early morning or dusk and take a couple test shots during multiple times of day, especially if there's going to be people in your photos and they're wearing hats. Oh my goodness. It is so hard. We do golf tournament photos for a lot of the associations that we're part of. And man, these gentlemen, their faces are just darkened out because of their hat bills. And I mean, obviously they need the hat to shade their face. So oftentimes we will position them underneath a tree in the shade already to take their pictures because then the shade on their face itself doesn't make them look like they are faceless humans, right? So watch those shadows, overcast days, early morning and dusk, and sometimes even putting people in the shade. All great things. Take lots of test shots. Okay, the next thing that you're going to do is you're going to tidy up your job site. Clean up your job site, even if you're snapping a during photo, like during construction photo. Like trash is not cool, friends. It does not look cool. So remove any unnecessary equipment, dumpsters, discarded wood, coolers, tools. And if you can't move it, then just try to shoot from an angle that de-emphasizes the mess. I want you to think about your job site like the inside of a house, okay? So I started my business as a company inside of another company. I was an independent contractor for a real estate agency, and I had to go out and take pictures of all of the new listings that they had and put them up on the website and blah, 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 and do a hundred other things with them. Anyway, so you would go into these rooms, and eventually I got really good at picking out all the weird things that made the room look messy and removing them. So one time I walk into this guy's house, he's a total bachelor, and it's like, what is going on here? Like, the whole counter is filled with liquor bottles, and there's, like, dirty napkins and just weird, like, dirty plates all over the place. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can't photograph this house this way. I had to make the beds, everything, right? Every single room was like that. You had to take, oh, okay, so I'm done giving you examples. But once I got done taking these pictures, this guy was like, wow, my house looks great. And I'm like, yeah, it's because I cleaned it for you, yo. Like, you should try it sometime. Anyway, so do the same thing to your job site because you don't want people looking at this picture and going, oh, gosh, these people are clearly not very prideful about what they're doing because they're not taking care of their space. All right, so back to the point. Let's go on to the next tip. I want you to take before, during, and after photos. Like the end of the project, after everything is finished, feels like the perfect time to snap a photo, but sometimes even the coolest project can look like no big deal once all the work is done because the best work feels like it's always been there, right? So show prospects the before, the during, and the after views of your project so they can get the full awe effect of what you've accomplished, especially if you're a contractor, especially if you're in trades, right? So if you're an electrician, nobody sees the awesome things that you're doing after everything is done. Everything just works, right? That's really hard to capture in a photo. So I want you to get you working, your team, when they're there at that part of the project. And then I also want you to get the finished product. When you take your pictures, 
Although it's going to feel not quite right to most of us, because if you're used to taking pictures on your phone, you probably take them up and down, like profile setting, you know, but I want you to shoot a lot of horizontal images as well, because most photo gallery and slideshow images on websites are horizontal or landscape. So throwing in a vertical image every now and again can really seem out of place. It, it feels inconsistent and it makes the grid funny. So consistency is key to a professional look in your marketing and you can always crop a horizontal image to be vertical or like in a portrait setting later. Okay, so moving on to number seven. Try panoramic settings if you are taking homepage slideshow images because slideshow images on websites across the header, like up at the top, you know, they can be really narrow, but you think that they're not, but they are. They're not easy. Like the dimensions are not always easy. And it's tough to get much into like a three inch tall by 20 inch wide photo. So if you use the panoramic settings on your phone, you can have a lot more details in each photo. Now, panoramic settings can distort photos a little bit, but in a lot of cases, it's a lot better than just getting like the slice, like the belly of a building, right? And that's another reason why we need to take those photos from further away so that way you can have the extra space on either side and not just get the very middle part of a picture. All right, so number eight, I want you to take at least five, maybe 10, I mean, as many as you need to photos. Don't just stop at one because even if the first one seems right, it might not be when you blow it up to full size on your website. There's a lot of photos that I take and I think, oh, these are super great. And then when I get them onto a computer, they're blurry and that stinks. It's just because your phone is so much smaller than it is when it's up on the website. So take photos from multiple angles and a few from each angle so that way you can pick the best of the best to highlight your work. I want you to clean the lens of your camera. I know, doesn't it seem silly? But I can't tell you how many times I've taken a picture and looked at it and been like, hmm, that seems kind of strange. Like the, the colors aren't as bright, what's going on? And I've got like some type of food substance like stuck to the front of my phone, right? Because we carry it around all the time. They're really gross. Our phones are really gross. I should go sanitize mine right now, actually. Anyway, now I know that this next tip is not as easy but I want you to include people when you can because people make a photo more welcoming and they also show off your work ethic. They show that you care about the people that work for you and that people work hard. And that is, it's hard to express in words and it's a lot easier to show in a photo. Now make sure that the people in the photo are cleaned up and they're wearing your logo gear. I mean, they don't have to be shiny clean, like a smudge or two and their attire is okay, because especially because you're taking the photo from far away, right? And then you'll schedule early morning shots with people if you can, so that way everyone's not like all yucky and sweat stained from the afternoon heat. <laughs> all right, so the next tip. Learn how to focus your phone. So on an iPhone, you can just tap the screen where you want to focus your photo. And I always take multiple photos with the focus in different areas. So I tap a person's face if they're in there. Um, tap, if you're just taking a picture of a building, you would tap the picture, like tap the building in the picture. But this will add depth to the photo and make sure that you're not focusing on that dumpster that you couldn't move, you know? Um, so take it a couple of different ways. Take it without being focused, but knowing how to focus on your phone is important. 
along that line, you can also try some different settings. Like you could try portrait mode. That's going to blur out everything in the background. You can use action mode, like burst mode, especially if people are running around really fast, then yeah, because people are just like running super fast around your job site. That does not seem very safe anyway. So, but if people are in action, then you can use burst mode and then it'll get all those little pictures. But once again, if you're on an iPhone, then you also have your action what is that? Is it action mode turned on? Like the little wheelie guy? Okay. Yeah. So now I sound like a total idiot. All right. You know that I'm a real person now. So either way, if you have the action mode on your settings, now I'm going to have to look it up. Hold on a second. Okay. So it's called live mode. Yeah. I mean, I know how to use my phone to take pictures. That doesn't mean that I remember every word about it. All right. So If you have live mode on, then you're going to get a smattering of pictures every time you take a picture. If you turn that off, then you just get one picture. So in essence, it makes multiple opportunities to capture a good shot in every single shot. So if you really like the angle of a picture, you can go back into edit the photo and choose what you want the live frame to be. Okay, so use the rule of thirds. What is the rule of thirds? Okay, so Wikipedia says that the rule of thirds is applied by aligning a subject within the guidelines and their intersection points, replacing the horizon on the top and bottom line, or allowing linear for you blah, 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 blah. Okay, so what that actually means in English is don't center stuff right in the middle of the photo. It adds interest and it also adds dimension to your photos when you have, for example, a person off to the right working with the parking lot spanning to the left instead of a person just smack dab in the middle. And you can actually cheat on your iPhone and turn on your grid by going to settings, photos and camera and enabling the grid switch. But I mean, in general, if you're taking it from a few angles, then I mean, have them off to the side, have them in the middle, and then you can pick which one is best in the end. Something that I always do is I always turn off my flash. I invite you to please turn off your flash as well. The flash can make a glare and it can also wash out your photo. And since you're most of the time, you're almost always going to be taking photos during the day and really paying attention to that environmental lighting, you don't really need flash because it's just going to make things harder. So unless <laughs> unless you're using my mother-in-law's camera that literally will not take a clear photo without the flash, then in that case by all means, use that cotton pick and flash. Otherwise, you should just turn it off. Okay, so my last tip for you is if you don't have super steady hands, and especially if you're thinking about shooting video, invest in a tripod. Even a super cheap one from like Amazon, you can get a thing that goes on the top of it, it screws in, and it'll hold your phone for you. And then you don't have to focus so much on holding your phone and holding it steady and you'll have a better image most of the time. I oftentimes, if I'm taking photos, I will just put my camera or my phone on top of the tripod and then I just use it like as an extension of my body or have it fully standing and like move it around, pivot it to take my pictures because my photos are going to come out clearer if the phone is not moving when I snap that photo. So consider investing in a tripod. All right. So did you get all that? Do you feel like you are ready to go out and take photos now? Let's go over the tips. One was ditch the fancy photo gear. Like 
you can do this with your phone, but if you have the fancy photo gear, then by all means use it if you know how to. Second, everybody, take your photos from farther away than you think you need to. You can crop them in later. Third, watch the shadows. Remember, we don't want to have faceless people. Take it at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day. And there's multiple reasons why that's actually really positive. <laughs> like, you know, because your people are cleaner and they're not covered in sweat. So those are all positive things. Tidy up your job site. Don't be like that dude. Um, take before, during, and after photos, especially of your part in action. Shoot mostly horizontal images. Try panoramic settings for your homepage slideshows. Take lots of options from every angle you can think of. Clean your lens. Include people when you can. Make sure you focus your phone. Try different settings. Use the rule of thirds. Turn off your flash. Use the burst mode. Leave on live mode. And utilize a tripod if you feel like it's necessary. Okay, so if you're hungry for more tips on taking photos or maybe keeping your construction portfolio updated, we have actually quite a few articles about it on our blog. So you could hop on over to makecreate.com and in the show notes for this episode, in the goodie bag, there are links to other related articles that we have posted in our blog. So with that, my friends, I hope you feel a little more empowered to go out and take those pictures of your projects. You know that you need them. You know you can take them with your phone. Keep these things in mind. And if you need all of them written out for you, they are available on our website with the show notes for this episode. They're listed out really pretty. They're easy to read. So that way you don't have to re-listen to this unless you just, you know, really want to. With that, my friends, thank you so much for your time today. Until the next episode, go forth and market with purpose. Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Yeah, you heard me right, M-A-Y-E, create.com. For podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on. Market with Purpose.